1: about beer over beer by a couple of guys that think about beer way too much.
2: All right. Hey, y'all. It's five o'clock on Monday and we are stealing beer. I am Augie Carton of Carton Drink.
0: Hey, I'm John Hall of All About Beer. Happy Halloween and an important question of whatever happened to the Transylvania twist.
2: Uh, The monster Have we,
0: have we ever gotten a full answer for it?
2: Yeah, the monster mash. Oh, well,
0: that's it. That's all I got. There you go. All
2: right. I mean, how back do, to how trick you trading? not know that? How can no, you not know
0: that? I was just setting you up for an easy one because that was that was easy. Uh, that, was loud. that was that was that was a pretty easy one. Um, loud right in. we are we are getting ready for a pumpkin party here at the house, uh, this afternoon, which is why we're recording earlier than usual today. So, thank you for that. Oh, yeah. Uh, the little one. Uh, watched an episode of some terrible animated show where they did a pumpkin party where they all paint or carve pumpkins. And she got it in her head that she was going to have one of those, told the entire kindergarten class and has now manifested this party. Like we had no intention of having a party and now we're having a party because she has manifested it. And it's awesome.
2: You should use this power of hers for parking spaces at shopping malls.
0: we will get a good spot. Uh, my grandfather used to say if you ever got the parking space that was closest to the door of like a shopping mall or restaurant or you know church or whatever um whenever you got the best spot in the lot he would always call it clean living. It was oh, is that proof right? Of clean living. So yeah. It's, uh, so
2: I I I had a I had a boss back in the movie business who called it in real life and when we were making films called it the kojak spot and i just thought it was i was like what the fuck is that the first time she said it to me and then what she pointed out was that every time kojak ever had to do anything in the biggest fucking city in the world in the biggest car that was ever built he could parallel park nose first wherever he was going (laughs) (laughs) So every time I'd like try to make it easy on the drivers or whatever for the movie, she's like, "No, dude, Kojak spot that doesn't exist." We're trying to make it anyway. I love the Kojak spot joke. Anyway, this segues us into let's ask Paul Leone how good he is at parking in New York State. Easy upstate, not bad at all. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Lots of room up here. That's right. So
2: Paul Leone is of is. Exclusively is the New York State Brewers Association, um, which is one of how many? Like, how small does New York State's Brewers Associations get? Because there is one specific to the city, right? Which we is act- somehow.
3: Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, we actually have three sub guilds in New York State okay. because we're so big. Yeah, the Long Island uh, has a guild, Western New York has a guild, and and the New York City Brewers Guild. As well, and, and they all sort of work as sub chapters of of the New York State Right, Brewers and then they all come under the big
2: NJ Brewers Association.
0: Nope, and why? And why? Yep, you gotta <laughs> you gotta get out of your head, man. You gotta you gotta you gotta really just get out of the Great Garden State. Did just I say Jersey? Did you I did, say
3: is there anything well, going on in New Jersey we should know about? Uh, By the way, oh, so come on, Paul. I don't know. Uh, oh, I was really trying hard to. Oh, uh, no, right, so come on. So we're so here he, to he help is, because we love, though. That's I mean, stopping, seriously, we you're do. not
2: helping. We, we want, not helping. want to. How, how can we help? Uh, how can you help go yes. back in time and make Jersey not a corrupt state? <laughs> um, can you do that? Do you have a time machine that takes us to Atlantic City, 1931? Um, I wish I could. Seriously. That would be great. So actually, the way I was going to phrase that conversation to keep it light and not take it to that evil place <laughs> Hall just took it was how, how, how much of how hard? much of your how much of your work do you do to improve the lives of New York citizens? How much of your work do, you do to improve the lives of New York manufacturing breweries? How much of your work do you do because you love beer? And how much of work do you like to do
3: just to drop the mic when you look south at Jersey?
2: No, seriously, we
3: I I will say this a lot of you can do New York is very lucky state. We are. We're fortunate. Um, We you can do an awful lot of things here. You can't do in in a lot of other states. Uh, A lot of that work, you know, was done legislatively even before I came on in 2013 with franchise law change. And um, ever since then, I know we've just been very fortunate to have, you know, legislative or administrations, um, you know, from both sides of the aisle, that really support the the brewing industry and and the wine industry and the cider industry and uh, the distilled spirits industry. I mean, we you know as an agricultural state, you know that I you know we're lucky to have legislators just sort of see this as as manufacturing as an important part of of agriculture and and uh, growth of business here. Can, yeah, as I, the garden state, I guess we don't stand a chance at that. Can,
0: can um, I ask though, really quick, just on the on the purpose of The politicians, right? There's always been, like, New York has been a better jumping off platform for national politics for a lot of brewers or for a lot of politicians. Um, Does playing to a brewer base or trying to, you know, be around the people, has that played a role? Do you think
3: of what, what do you mean exactly? Yeah, like, that doesn't you know, make any sense. Sure. So,
0: like Cuomo, before he uh, mm-hmm. w- was was tossed out of the state house, there's talk of national ambition. There's talk of uh, maybe running for the White House at some point, or you know, going into the administration and having an even larger profile. And we've seen that with politicians in the past in other states who have gone from just being in the state to now more of a national profile. Does play, does supporting breweries? Play into that
3: narrative. Well, I think you know having them having their support that that we've had really on both sides of the aisle. If you look at the economic impact of of all of our industries, um, even individually, it certainly helps. Uh, when you say you know New York gets hit a lot, I mean it's tough to do business here. It's expensive to do business here. Um, you know businesses are leaving here. So when when you uh, have a, a very successful manufacturing industry, you know, and Governor Cuomo was, in, and so was Governor Hochul equally passionate about it, uh, the billions and billions of dollars um, in our economic impact studies have shown certainly doesn't hurt, you know, um, hurt them when they say what they've done for the state, especially for manufacturing. So, Augie, what's wrong with your governor? Are are you kidding? (laughs) Did not he ask you guys to give away free beer during COVID? And now that's not allowed anymore. I'm just wondering. So, Jesus, fuck. Um, oh, well no, I'm not trying to be an asshole. No, I'm no, serious. No, no, no. I'm curious oh, because I, I think it's no. ridiculous what you what's going on in New Jersey. Every brewer in New York State mm-hmm. thinks it's ridiculous. Every brewer in the country there, thinks it's ridiculous not, what's there going is on in New Jersey. There's
2: not a human. There is not a human who does not accept political donations at the state senate level mm-hmm. in New Jersey that doesn't think what's going on is ridiculous. There's not a New Jersey citizen that thinks it's right or fair. There aren't even that many license holders who think it's right or fair. There is only the 80 years of the donations from the monopoly holders to the people regulating the monopoly to keep it in place. That's the only thing going on here. And the problem with Jersey is that will never change. Mm. It's an Ouroboros of... Just the way the state was designed. The state was like the policy. Keep in mind, Jersey was a wet state. Like, it's not hard to explain if you know Jersey. Jersey was a wet state. We never enforced prohibition here at the state level. It was always federal people enforcing it. And all of our politicians always were part of the wet state system. So they owned bootlegging industries like Enoch Johnson, the guy Nookie Thompson in, in Boardwalk Empire is a real person who really did write the laws coming out to keep the power in the bootleggers and saloon keepers industries. And now we call them license holders and uh, distributors. And they have the power and they have 90 years of being designed to be the only only people that can make profits on this business. And they've always significant amount of those profits back to the politicians making the laws like it's it's nothing more than that and everybody trying to make it fancier is just lying to themselves about you know the safety of the community only new jersey has a multi-million dollar tax on a business that does not benefit the tax base that's all there is to it you want to go to the liquor business it's a million dollar fee and that million dollar fee doesn't benefit the town you're opening in it benefits the person whose great granddad was illegally selling booze in New Jersey in the 30s. It's crazy. It's, it's so, just what it is. There, there's, yeah. no, there's no more to it. Uh, but anyway, to answer your question, yes. Um, our, our Governor Murphy identifies as a beer guy. And when he was desperately trying to motivate people to get immunizations after the first wave was over, he had the genius marketing scheme of a shot and a beer. And he asked us all to give away a beer at a time when our sales were a million percent negative because we had been closed down for six months and asked people to just give away a beer to anybody with a three-month-old vaccination card. We all said, sure, happy to help. You know, let's get everything better, let's just get people moving, that'll be great. And the primary rule they wrote is that if that same person made it to 98 years old this year and came into my brewery to celebrate it, having got their free beer for their COVID shot that kept them alive to 98, I can't buy them a birthday beer because somehow that might compete with the Borgata's ability to sell a bottle of Absolute for $750.
3: Yeah. That's a, it's just, it's it's humorously (laughs) like hypocritical and crazy. And again, I, I think my only point of bringing this up (laughs) is is I I really want people, people should know the craziness that's, if they don't already, that's going on in New Jersey and it just doesn't make sense. So for
2: me, for me, let's take all that anger out of it because it's an easy thing for me to do and I do love it. And to me, it's so, maybe I'm a little too cynical, but it's just so classic. This is how Jersey works that the idea of fixing it is just gone. But what I see it as, what really, as a citizen, not as a guy who owns a small brewery, the quality of life we don't have because of the nature of this law in the whole state, not just little breweries, is the problem. And that's where I think New York kicks everybody's ass. And I don't just mean, like you were saying, like you're very careful to say the state has been supportive of cideries and wineries and and all small you know organic to new york businesses staying in new york and not buying budweiser from belgium and brazil but buying you know uh who am i thinking of come on guys help me out uh who makes the loggers up by uh evanack
1: you oh, go come
2: on both of you guys are horrible come cars on. oh Thank jenny you. Cream? suarez Please, suarez all right suarez so buy suarez's loggers but in the the supporting of that, I want to use indigenous, but I don't think it's the right word, but that that organic to the state businesses, like New Yorkers doing New York business in New York and encouraging them to grow, they're creating these places where it's not mortgage your house, cash in your 401k to see if your sandwich shop and brewery can work. We just had beer craft on. We just had Ben from Beercraft on. And it was just the perfect situation for a decade of time where nobody was taking beer seriously. They just collected good beers, put them next to cool sandwiches and had this low key t-shirt shop in Brooklyn where you could walk in, get a cool sandwich, drink three beers and go out on your night. And trust me, that got me in a neighborhood in Brooklyn. I would have never been in otherwise. And I ended up going out to other restaurants and stores. And I just think New York's approach to let's just get, our state's money in the pockets of our state's people over let's make sure nobody can make money except the people that were promised they'd make money is the entire basic difference in the approach. Does that sound in any way authentic to you, Paul?
3: It does to me. Yeah, yeah. Ab- absolutely. Yeah.
2: I mean, that. That's that's what I see the promise. But let's talk about what you have done because when we talk about You know, because the other problem here is the entire model of lobbying is let's not fix anything because then the lobbyists are out of jobs. Let's make small improvements or attempts at small improvements. But one of the things we lean to heavily that I don't think existed before your tenure in New York State or when you came on board is this farm license. So let's talk about what the parameters of that is, how many people are using it, how if you if you have the data and I hope you do. What that one improvement in the system has brought to the entire state's business model, you know what I mean?
3: Yeah. So that license was the farm license was created in 2012, and it really was to boost agriculture, right? Um, so at one point in time, you know, the uh, New York was uh, what the Pacific Northwest is now. Uh, as far as growing hops. Um, And and a lot of uh, barley was grown here at one point in time. And so the idea behind the license when it was created was you're going to get this farm licensed and you'll you'll have to, there'll be parameters on it. So uh, the first uh, five years, it's 20% um, um, of all of New York state uh, hops and and all other ingredients, uh, including uh, malted barley, Um, has to be in every single beer you make and and when you get that you get uh, certain benefits um, like you could do five branch offices you can serve other farm beverages without any extra licensing it was very attractive at the time and then five years after that it goes to 60 percent five years after that it goes to 90 percent and and back then there were absolutely there was zero malt houses um in in new york state so 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 the malt so it was you could have you have to use uh, malted barley. Uh, the barley has to be grown in New York, but could be malted outside of the state. So there were two malt houses outside of the state that were doing that. But now we have eleven malt houses in New York State. Now, um, you know, the hops industry hasn't really come back tremendously. About five hundred acres total. Um, but um, but that's it. But so so the farm license now is at sixty percent. Um, yep. And and that's where we are. And we actually just passed legislation. It was supposed to go to ninety percent in twenty twenty four, and we passed legislation to hold on to that sixty until twenty twenty nine. Just let let the industry, uh, the, the agriculture industry, catch up with that. So more brewers will will use that license. And and so you want a, a stat, particular stat. There's over five hundred uh, breweries in New York State. Five hundred and four was the last count. Um, out of that, uh, two hundred and seventy. Four, I think, are farm licensed, so so more than half. Wow,
2: how many and of those do
3: you can? So forecast? Wait, wait, wait!
2: Before we move on, stop. Before we move on, um, with funny cash jokes, and I think it is two hundred and seventy-three. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, so I get what you're saying, and obviously the hop thing, you know, for, as a three thousand feet up down view, I get that it's got to be scary to go and tear up the apple trees that replace the hops, but hops back in knowing downy mildew. And hopefully that'll come in line, but you guys have to consider those 11 malt houses, a giant success and far ahead of what you thought would happen in five years. No. Cause, cause when I remember this license being explained to us by people on this show back then, and me being like, how are you ever going to get to 60% when nobody, is growing and malting in New York. And it sounds like that all came right in line, right?
3: It did. I mean, and, and it, it was a bit of a clunky start. Um, You know, I mean, malting barley is also a craft, right? I mean, yep. these, oh, these yeah. mulsters came into this. Thinking, well, there's this new law. I'm just going to malt barley and, and the brewers have to buy it. And it really didn't work out that <laughs> way. And, and, and you know, people growing hops, you know, they were coming in with baggies of hops going, you have to buy my hops because I grew it down the road. And and yeah. of course, brewers weren't going to let their beer suffer a, a, a tiny, tiny bit, regardless of any law. And so it was really clunky start. Uh, the molsters, um, got, you know, over time got really good and they are really good now in their craft and some are roasting. They're very small though. And, and when 1886 malt house opened up pre COVID, it was the largest malt house in the Northeast and and they were really contracting thousands of acres of, of barley, but that became a, a victim of COVID and and that has since shut down. Um, oh, wow. and so the, uh, and it just sits in an empty building, um, in an old miller plant in uh, north of syracuse and so so the industry's a little bit wait there know, there's a problem. north of syracuse why would anybody ever do
2: <laughs> what <laughs> north of syracuse north my north god it's freezing
3: <laughs> <laughs> totally freezing i thought
2: that's there. where santa lived anyway <laughs> Lake <Landon. laughs> um that's ama- yeah so i'm going to digress for a second and just give a shout out to hillary our local person who's doing all this work without any tax incentives and making sure her malts are amazing and getting them out to all us, New Jersey brewers. Rabbit Hill. So yeah. good job, rabbit Hill. Anyway, now back to New York state. Um, Actually, let's, let's take a quick break to get to beer one. Okay. Um, Cause I think it's the right time, but what brings us together on seal of is a candid conversation of beer, what it is, not what we hoped it would be, what it's doing, not what we are told it would do and how it tastes in a glass. Now hard, not how hard it was, to get to the glass. To facilitate that, John and I drink blind out of black glasses. Kennedy's been mailing us. It's an all bottle Sunday. Uh, Kennedy, you really, you went, you went deep on your bottle bottle magic. Um, Thanks. Good job. Um, And so Paul, you have the beers and you poured it in a glass and you're sipping on it.
3: I am and and Brian gave me the, you know, it's it's in a it's in a dark glass. I can't see any color or anything. Oh good, good, good. So so Cass totally uh, prepped me. Thank God for Cass.
2: That's all I'm going to say. Cass, you really are the rock we built this this house upon. Um, So, Paul, do you want to dare to go first or do you want me to to ease this in for you and start? Because I got
3: a lot of opinions here, but I like how kind of
2: simple my opinions are. So I'm willing to
3: wait. I, I would love to hear from an expert to be honest with you i i this we don't Hall, have any we don't ben have Hall, any of those on this show Hall,
2: yeah. you better start talking because all i am is bluster and bluff um, um
0: <laughs> i i'm i'm digging the hop content on this this I is really like it like I really old, like it old, <laughs> old earthy hops and yeah you know it it is it's like a throwback it, it, it's hard not to think about the last show and
2: sort of some of the so, the, yeah, Belgian that's, why I, that's why I wanted to let Paul go first behind. So on the last yeah. show, for those of you who didn't listen, we had a very pretty left brown. And then we had a, you know, Jolly Rancher. Um, truth. Truth. Yeah. Um, and this comes in behind those two with just a. It's, it's 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 as if we had to go do it's as if you and I had to go do some professional tasting in 2 hours and I was mm-hmm. like we got to get that other shit out of our mouth. Yeah. Give me something. But it's you said something there where it's it's almost like the these are the hops that existed before they got to see in the hop naming routine. Like yeah, these feel much. like these feel like it's good use of old ass style hops. Yeah. You know and, I mean? and, like, and there's like a little maybe, bit of- maybe this is where all the Columbus went Anyway, go on. <laughs> no, but there's also
0: a little bit of age to it as well. Like they're not cheesy, they're not. But it is. Th- th- there's, you know, it's like lambic hops kind of thing. Um,
2: super dried out has some. Uh, but, but where I want to get you yeah. is, and those hops are definitely the the key note here. The the yeah. palate of this beer is. 75% about what the hops are doing, but there's a really interesting softness to the mouthfeel and saltiness to the water. Yeah. And that's where, that's what I want to isolate for what's going on here, because this is definitely, it's an old school IPA or maybe it's somebody's take on like, it smells like the bass hops, if you will. All right. But, but
0: that's but the that's body the thing is that I super wanted to
3: interesting. That's a good. Well, yeah. That's a the, good analogy. I, in,
0: I want to hear from Paul, but the thing that I'll say is that I, I, I almost hesitate calling this an IPA. Like I was saying hoppy on purpose because. Oh, it's definitely not an IPA, no, but no, it's more, right.
2: but it's more an IPA than anything with fruit juice in it. No, of course. But going back like
0: to like the bass or some of like those older ones, like this was, you know, before IPA became synonymous with hoppy, this was what people would call a hoppy beer.
2: Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like I said. It's seventy-five percent about the hops, but what I'm interested in here is the the salty water and the so you you know the so it's almost as if um, you know the rules about hard water for hops and soft water for yeast. Um. So there's no the hops anymore. But I but I that's why I said the old rules. Yeah. But um but the the hop profile really are representing Burton to me. But the water feels the body feels somehow I don't know. I don't know,
3: creamier. Well, let's hear from Paul. Paul, you go. Well I think though I mean you guys you guys were way above uh, you hit a lot of the things already but to me the, what hit me first was there was a bitterness to it um, almost like you would get with coffee bitterness um but not a coffee drink in some way does that make sense
0: yes but mm-hmm.
3: it was a bitterness to it but i do like the mouth feels fantastic and i feel like it's an older school what ipa used to be
2: yeah well i think it's what i think it's what ipa i think what john's trying to say is this feels to me and again, so thieves bottles, and it's definitely a one of those two twenty five European bottle things. So I, I may be, that may be how I got to all these old world flavors. And if this is some cheeky little bastard having fun here in America, good on them. But the entire presentation feels to me like what what was being alibied by Stone. When they said, Well, IPA is all about hops and we make IPAs very hoppy bar bar, 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 bar shipping to India. Is that a Greg Cook impersonation? Well, I've never met Greg, but yes. Okay. Um
0: <laughs> I am near near flawless. Yeah. Did I nail it? Rebel, rebel, rebel.
2: Um you I, love, I, mean? With, I love that.
0: The entire bottle of left that you drank on the last show
2: is now just starting to yeah. kick in. Yeah, cheeks are cheeks are pink. I am definitely rosy. Uh, you couldn't tell when I was bitching about my state that I that I was already a cup in. Um. Anyway, uh, you know what I mean though. I feel like I feel like there was some nugget of truth in the bullshit the Californians were spewing about IPA in the late nineties, and I feel like this beer is the nugget of truth. Do you know what I mean? Sure.
3: You got you way more philosophical than I am. Yeah, no, that's, I, that's I've not you're I, like way I, out there. I'd like one, just but, listening yeah. to you guys. <laughs> well,
0: that's why we have a podcast. I know this.
3: exactly right.
0: Um, now, this is just this is one of those beers that I if if I was writing the sentence um, after the last two this would be one as a palate cleanser that I would get just for to move away from the sweet, but that I would then probably stick with for another two rounds or so. Yeah. The bitter, the bitterness is really starting to land on my tongue um, and, and stick in around. A so way, I, in, in, in a in, good in a very, way, though. In a very good way. But I also don't think that I could stay with this for the rest of the day.
2: But all right. So, all right. Let me let me rephrase it and then we'll move on. But this is a testament to how interesting this beer is, because... I don't think it merits this level of discussion. Um, if I were so recently, I think we talked about it a couple shows ago, but we redid our red rye returning recipe the exact way we wrote it 12 years ago. And it shocked me how bitter it was compared to, you know, compared to all the recipes I've written in the last five years, where in my head it wouldn't be so bitter. I feel like, this is probably around that level of bitter but whatever they've done with the water and malt profile is keeping it somehow holding onto the aromatics of the hops and not just letting it land on lupulin on the tongue do you does that make sense sure okay right. <laughs> if it doesn't you can say anyway, no no that's, no, what that's I like funny. about it uh, but yeah, I like that you took the story I wrote ten minutes ago about how if you and I had to go do professional tasting, this would cleanse a palate, and be like, I would drink this as a palate cleanser before I had to go do some professional tasting.
0: Yeah, no, I uh, I, I made it my
3: own. Good job, buddy. Way to own it. Um,
2: um, any last notes from you, Paul, before Kennedy tells us what we're drinking?
3: No, I want I want to know. This is great. What are we drinking?
1: You're drinking Durank. <laughs> bitter. The,
2: the bitter. What the fuck is Durank? Yeah.
1: Xx bitter.
2: What is that? I don't know. Uh, it is
1: a XX bitter or extra extra bitter is a blonde bitter ale containing six percent ABV. Uh Ooh, brewed with brewed with cold. loads loads of brewer's gold and howler tau hop flowers. Um,
0: <laughs> gold.
1: And yeah, only whole leaf hops used in the beer. Is uh, the rank European?
0: It's yes. uh, it's yeah, it's Belgian. So wait, there there's a brewery called Rank?
1: Like, the
2: Rank? That's okay
0: yeah Durank,
2: that's uh, a risk i
1: like that i like that bitter
0: um, imported by lime ventures of concord california now that i'm looking at this the thing that i love about this beer is it's best before may 5th of 2024 wow Very that's good. a lot of that hot. is that is, <laughs> that is a, uh well you know for, for the long sea voyage um they use the hops to as a preservative agent so
2: i'm floored by these little bottles though yeah
0: like, and justin another... from belgium to california justin uh-uh. drank this 2 weeks ago
1: uh, on, on the show and he thought it'd be a good one for you guys to to go round robin on so that was that was i'm
2: not going to listen so no matter what you do there's i'm not going to listen why did justin drink this on the show tell me the story i'm not going to listen
1: It's just, you know, he (laughs) was looking for classic beers at his local bottle shop, and this was, you know, something that was singing
2: to him of days past. We we liked it. So, so, Paul, if you saw this in your local bottle shop, we should probably talk about bottle shops. How often do they compete with breweries in your state? Um, You'd grab this, right? This is a fun little beer to know about.
3: This is a great little beer to know about, and I like the fact that it's only 6%. ABV, yeah. which is great. It's very drinkable. I like the un, uh, the unfiltered part of it. You're right. Now that I know what it is, I like it even better. Yeah. It was good, it was good to begin with, but this is pretty cool.
2: Is this an old brewery, John? Is this is this
0: a? Yeah, is this one this of those is... things
3: I should know about that I don't?
2: I think
0: it's like a 30, 40-year-old brewery. It, I, I don't okay. know if it's like one of like the old families, but I, I feel like it's been around for... But this isn't a
2: new beer. This is something they've been making for a while that that I just missed. Yeah, I believe so super tasty very cool this is All something right, so you would have found to... at beer Crypt. let's get back to so so paul if getting back to our fun of ha 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 new jersey sucks if <laughs> <That doesn't. laughs> if i was trying to get us to where 1930 guys,
0: Durant goes back to 19. if
2: i was trying to get us to where you guys are i would think the real timeline in new jersey and you know in new jersey politics is about 65 years to get to just where new york exists today as far as quality of life for its citizens through its domestic agriculture production of artisanal product. Now, my question is, where you are now, where do you want to see your state get in the next 65 years, right? So, so since you're something we aspire to be a century from now, what do you think the next steps are for you guys to continue the progress you've done?
3: I think the key, and and I say this in in uh, a lot of our, our regional meetings that we're doing now, is that, you know, we've gotten a lot done here in New York State. We're very unified, even with some sub-guilds, which is important um, to any legislature. They want harmony. They don't want chaos, and they don't want conflicting views. And <laughs> I, I Jersey. Say, <laughs> well, that's the tough part for you guys is the fact that you've got two guilds and you've got, you know, all of that. And and you know, that that's that makes it harder, I would think. Uh, and again, I don't know New Jersey politics, so I could be completely talking out of my ass with all of this. But I, I would say that we spend an awful lot of time now, um you know, uh, making sure the dumb laws don't get through. Right. You know, and, and one that I point out in in every state, for in every state is there are those politicians who think that, you know, all every brewer is going home at night um, in your beds of cash and your pillows of cash because everybody's drinking craft beer and they're paying twenty five dollars for four packs and money, 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 money. Let's tax them because they have all of this money. <laughs> and, it, and it's that garbage thinking that we fight. Uh, you know, Oregon's going through it right now. Um, you know, there's, a, there's believe it or not, there's this very strong uh, and very loud, but small tempest movement, uh, a lot of an- anti-alcohol movement where, um, you know, you're seeing laws pop up where they're like, well, let's tax uh, alcohol even more. Um, and and be, And we'll use that money for addiction programs, right? So they put a pretty bow on it. But they don't. It, it's not quite that black and white, right? So, so I think we spend a lot of time making sure that the dumb laws don't get passed, and that we're able to preserve and hold on to to the gains that we have. Um, and That's we spend a lot of time. That's super interesting. So, my question for that is, and I
2: know I know my own answer. I know how dumb the question I'm asking is, but how is that not solvable by just the math of nationwide draft sales are down ten percent? in and i don't mean craft i mean draft it's down 10 percent nationwide in 2021 as an indicator of the fact that nobody's actually come back from covid and between inflation and people's redesigning of how they live no and i'm talking about our allies in the restaurants in new jersey like everybody's fucked by the fact that nobody's out drinking when they say this dumb shit like Look how well this business is thriving. Doesn't the math of no, nobody's come back from COVID. It's all fucking terrible. Solve that.
3: I don't think it's come back yet. I think um, yeah, it's a great, it's a great question. It's not a dumb question at all. I think it's, you know, politicians are, are still seeing the craft industry just based on our economic impact, which is, is, is good, but you're right. I mean, it, it, the thing with COVID is that COVID is not over in, in a lot of different levels. Um, and so, you know, uh, it's, it's, I don't know about the breweries in New Jersey. I assume it's the same way everywhere that yeah. it's what I hear is, is, you know, we had COVID um, then the lockdown, and then everybody was set free last year and, and everybody went out in droves, you know, sat outside, drank beer and, and toasted. And this year has been a really weird year where, where costs are up on everything and, mm-hmm. People, uh, you know, brewers are like, yeah, days I used to be busy, I'm not. And days that I, I'm not used to be busy, uh, I am. And, and I can't staff this and I can't find staff. And and there's no CO2 <laughs> and there's, you know, can't issue, alt <laughs> is tripled. You know, I mean, there's all of these issues that that politicians aren't seeing and hearing. And of course, we're trying to to get that message to them when they create these dumb laws, a few of them, yeah. uh, you know, dumb legislation. But um, yeah, it, it's really turbulent out there. And I know you, you know that um yeah. all of you know that oh yeah. right? so well, so I, I guess there's I, no clean black and white answer uh, to, to to this i think i've said this on the show before but my answer to that just to explain it to people mm-hmm. and
2: part of this is new jersey's rules like i don't know if you know this but i can't change the prices of my beer in my tasting room or on the street unless i plan to do it eight weeks ahead Brad, I have to register all my prices with the government. I have to sell beer at that prices for that month. And that all has to you be been filed. in your own
3: tap room? Yeah. Ugh.
2: Not allowed to, not allowed to, <laughs> not allowed to, I can't give you a free beer. And I can't be like, hey, Mondays suck. And we need to get 50 people in here on Monday. So if you're willing to come in on Monday, I'll give you beer for a dollar off. Illegal. Um, and not like, oh, because my favorite is right. The, the old trope in, in business is in restaurant business is industry night. Everybody's off on Monday. So you get all the local bartenders and all the local dishwashers and all the local chefs to go to your bar on Monday night, call it industry night, show us your ABC card. We'll give you 25% off. We'll all get together and commiserate about the world. That's illegal for the breweries of New Jersey to do, but not for the restaurants. to do. Anyway, back to what my, what my phrasing was, was let's say John Hall and I have been friendly for 15 years and we have a standing once a month, hey dude, I'll meet you at, I don't know some classic bar in his new neighborhood and we go out for a cheeseburger and two pints of beer and each of us brings 40 bucks and we have two $7 pints and one $11 cheeseburger and because we're locals and in the business, we leave a nice fat $15 tip and each of us spends 40 bucks and this has been our date forever in the last two years, that cheeseburger has gone to $21 mm-hmm. and the beer can't move past seven. Right. Cause you're always going to have the bullshit from Brazil anchoring the cost of a beer in people's mind space. And you know what I mean? You're, you're just, it's just, we can't move. And legally in New Jersey, we can't like when they say CO2 costs 10 times as much, hopefully I can catch up to that eight weeks from now. Um, But what I'm saying is that's the reality I think we're all dealing with is John and I are still going to go out for that cheeseburger. We're both going to carry our 40 bucks and each one of us is going to have one less pint of beer. And that's what I'm seeing statistically nationwide is everybody's going out and drinking one less beer. And I think it's inflation and the inflated price of food killing people's second beer. Does that make sense? And you know what I mean? Are you seeing that? Or are you guys figuring a plan around that? Or is that just what you need to say to these idiots who are like, we're going to tax the beer instead of the cheeseburger?
3: Yeah, I, I it's, it's, it's a pretty, I mean, it's, it's a pretty deep thing. There's it's just so many, so many layers to, 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 to this um, right now. And in terms of like, you know, the cost of, of the beer, you're right. In certain areas, um, you know, New York city, you can see, you know, beer is still eight or $9 a pint, but upstate, you got a hold of that $6. A pint you know maybe seven um but and brewers aren't really raising their prices because they can't and i just got thinking you know even with that twenty dollar four pack and people think well you know they're making a lot of money i mean what what are, what are brewers making on that like a couple dollars yeah four no pack? no it, if if you're, you know it,
2: if i would say for most of my friends
3: who are in the twenty dollar four pack
2: business um it, it's it is exactly the same margin mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like like you figure your costs when you start. And the problem is the beers you could sell for 20 to $24 a four pack have so much expensive shit in them that if, you know, if you make a dollar on your $10 beer, you make $2 on your $20 beer. It's not like, ha, 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 ha we're going to bake $8 into this. Now, obviously there's people more cynical than than the group I like to surround myself with who are just, you know, cheap faking it and charging market price, but you know, everybody figures out that they're selling $3 beer at 3% beer and then there's a backlash.
3: So I think, I
2: think mostly it's, it is what it is.
3: Yeah, and I think it's a message we press to is that we we want to make sure that even with our legislators and even with the public, just to let them know that, you know, brewers are not, brewers still need their help. Um, you know, they need to show up in the tap room and they need to support their local breweries uh, everywhere because, you know, you're at right, your margins. Everything's going up in cost for, for everybody yeah. and especially brewers. And, and people don't usually see that because you all don't tend to say, oh, now it's a $10 pint, you know, you're yeah. not going to get it. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. And, and the thing is,
2: I think obviously not all of us, not all 10,000 American brewers are of this way, but, but we all dreamed, I think most of us dreamed of a world when we were starting all these businesses where it was just there was better beer at your local bar. And since a couple multinational conglomerates were strangling that, the focus was to get local beer in the local bars locally. And because it is a business of scale, there's no version of becoming, Augie Carton doesn't become Augie Bush in any business model. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just, it just doesn't happen. Hell, John will tell you, when we go out with other brewers, they still make me buy the rum drinks with my Wall Street money because the, none of the brewers are making any money to pay for rum with.
0: I, I was going to say, Paul was, was, was trying to make the point that brewers aren't going home and sleeping on pillows of money. And I was like, yeah, Augie is, but not because of the
2: beer
3: side of things. <laughs> wow, that's fucked up because my pillow is empty. <laughs> I, I, you, I don't know about New Jersey, but that you are the traditional beer bars and things; those are they're closing. Like you, at least yeah. here, there's very few of them left. Um, yeah,
2: no, there's people. nobody. To, there's nobody to do business with. But the problem in Jersey, to bring it back to the New Jersey, the ramifications of the Jersey problem is we've legislated that that has to happen in our state because of the finite amount of um actual licenses and the fact that a pocket license system exists if you've got the shittiest bar in your town and you've got a license your granddad bought for thirty five thousand dollars and applebee's rolls into town and buys the other license in town for a million two because that's where they see the profitability and being in the mall And you've now decided your license is worth a million two, you don't have to ever do anything until somebody gives you a million two for it. So there's 15% of the New Jersey licenses that could exist are just waiting for somebody to get a fictional number they're never gonna get. So what happens is the only times liquor license trade is when a small local tavern sells out to somebody who's going to build an outback steakhouse on a jug handle. And and we've made it our state's law that that unless you're an out-of-town business, you can't afford our liquor licenses.
0: I, I know we need to talk about beer too. And oh, do we? we? We've been well. We've been talking a lot about Jersey, but I, I, Paul just said something that I want to bring back to New York. Oh, go for of it. Of the, so obviously, you know, maltsters have risen, hop farms have risen because of. the the craft beer industry in in New York state. You just mentioned beer bars closing. And on the last show we were talking with Ben, you know, just about how, you know, good beer shops used to be and good beer bars used to be places where bartenders and clerks would advocate for local breweries would advocate for good breweries Um, losing that. And we have by and large in the last couple of years, I think has the potential of hurting the industry in in, in the long run. So when you're thinking about how, you know, the malt industry has grown because of New York state beer, do you look to other areas like bottle shops or beer bars to help promote and to think about long-term plans about how beer can have a positive impact on other industries, other types of businesses?
3: I mean, right now, you know, selfishly, uh, we, you know, we're really focusing on the consumer um, supporting local beer, believe it or not. Um, you know, uh, Bart Watson, the great Bart Watson uh, with the BA um, gave us the statistics that that New York, um, only 6% of New York state consumers drink New York state beer. Um, and, and it's a big state, right? So they're drinking wow. beer from- Yeah. From, from other places. Now you go into Vermont and obviously I think it's like 42%, but it's not apples to apples. Right. And so, so our, um, our, our mission right now, what we're really focusing on is, um, really getting the consumer to support New York breweries more than they are. Um, and, and, and so that's kind of what our mission is right now. And, and so it's not so much, you know, one of the other things we're doing to help, retailers um is we're going to and we have this very successful passport app where people go to breweries and it's on an app and we send them free stuff and it's not nothing new um, but we are going to start adding retailers to that. So any any sort of retailer that's serving more than fifty percent or the majority of their beer is going to be New York beer. They're going to appear on the app as well, and and so people can find those retailers huh. and 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 visit them because they support New York State beer. Um, so these are some of the things that we're working on now to help spread the word, you know, to the consumer and and to also support uh, you know the retailers that are supporting local you know beer wine cider and spirits uh as well so that that's sort of what we're doing now god civilization on
0: the other side of the hudson
2: My i god. love that though that's like uh, <laughs> so here's the here's the here augie wants god. to know if
0: you know of any real estate north of syracuse uh, ton? We've
2: got a lot. <laughs> stop oh fuck um Martin what north. kills me about that here's how here's why i'm part of the problem I hear you say that. I'm like, that is fucking exactly the right thing to do. It's such an easy path, and it's so smart. But in New Jersey, we haven't done any of that legwork you're now building on, and more importantly, in Monmouth County, one of our one of our local politicians, whom I think did this all for the right reason, all that has put together some version of what you're talking about. Like, here's here's the beer makers and cider makers and mead makers and liquor manufacturers of Monmouth County all together on one website. And it's, you know, it's hokey as hell. It's just like links to our own websites, but whatever it's that step. But because that was done with government money by government people, if I call up our known or whichever of our local politicians developed this so well and say, Hey, what if we added this wrinkle? What if, these liquor stores or these restaurants who have, you know, 50% of their taps or, you know, it'd be hard in Jersey, but 30% of your well is, is Jersey produced booze. Mm -hmm. What if we added them to the site? You would immediately, immediately have every business that doesn't want to change their Coors Light pint boneless chicken wing model Mm -hmm. screaming about the government cutting them out of the pie. Right, because it's not our thing; it's the government's thing. We let the government develop it instead of us doing it ourselves. We're screwed by that. Yeah. Oh, so frustrating. I know you didn't call to hear about why it sucks down
3: here, but God damn it! Well, you know good what? Though? I think let's it's, just it's, focus on good for wait, you. Wait, and wait, let I me know when we can hire you. Uh, New Jersey <laughs> is a cautionary tale. That right? I think, and and that's the that's why we. Well, it is right. You didn't think it could happen in your state and it happened in your state. And there's still oh, a lot no, of I state- knew it had to happen in my state. I knew it. And like we I outsiders didn't to- think it was possible. And yeah. we feel like if it can happen in your state, it can happen in our state. Right? right.
2: So stay ahead of it. Good point.
3: Yeah, no, it's, it's exactly right. So let's talk about beer too. And let's get off of me bitching
2: about my state. Cause I love my state. That's why my business is here. I just am a little bleak on the outlook. Um, Let's talk about beer too. It, it's not a Christmas beer, but it feels so Christmassy, right? Sugar, 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 sugar. Yeah, sugar, boy, sugar, the sugar. sweetness
3: was pretty incredible <laughs> right away. Like, yeah, uh, yeah.
0: there's plum a good- and toffee and prune and all sorts of. Yeah, I get, I get your Christmas thing. It's got like a little bit of that right? stewed fruit, yeah, uh, kind of thing coming off of it. Uh, a little bit spicy. Is it a, a bit?
2: winter warmer? Remember when winter warmer was a beer style? Is this yeah, a but- winter warmer?
0: I, I would put it into that category now that you're saying it, but in a in a classic kind of way, right? right I, I, I think about spice. a lot of
2: I don't think they add it. I think this is a four ingredient beer a hundred percent.
0: And there's a lot Coming of, together
2: feels so like a yeah. like a watered down quad.
0: And a lot of like the a winter half warmers. These days have big alcohol, but are also just kind of thin, are kind of lacking. Right. Like they, they, they don't have that warming aspect to it. Um, but this is one of those like stick to your ribs kind of beer. Oh yeah, um,
2: yeah. This, yeah. One's a, uh, this one's a. This uh, like one's a like a, a pot pie, but what do they call them over in England? Those you know, like
0: like a shepherd's steak pie,
2: steak and kidney pie, steak and oh uh, steak and kidney, kidney pie. Those, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, you want yeah, like one of those. Like <laughs> this one's yeah, this one's. They're, they, you know, the barber, yeah. the demon barber of what's it called might be putting fingers into my pies. And I don't care because this ale is making me love it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> partridge. This
2: this ale needs partridge.
3: <laughs> well, that's what fascinating. About, I'm curious as hell about this beer. This is. Are you? Now what well, do you what, get what, yeah, of, what do you like about it? What you got off I, of. I got like a, the fruitiness, like a sweetness and a fruitiness. And it felt like holiday-ish to me. I guess maybe because I'm looking outside and the, the leaves are all turning and everything is all and we're in the fall like but it, it felt like fall to me um mm. right away with that flavor that that sweetness and and again yeah some sort of fruit uh fruit flavor uh the plum yeah, uh, john, yeah.
2: john's john stewed fruit is the exact right too like yeah you know that's you know we lean into trite shorthand when we do tasting after eight years of doing this but this is yeah this is stewed prunes this it's all the it's all the quad things but yeah. like half the body but it's not yeah it's it's not a quad it's that doesn't have that or maybe, yeah, maybe no. it
0: is but like it's
2: it might be like a. so the problem with the quad and double existing is it's not a double but it's like half a quad
0: yeah this is uh this is fun it is this is trouble though this
2: is this is wait john weren't we going to be good last night yeah but then we opened beer four that's what this beer is.
0: <laughs> oh. And next thing you know, we're outside of the state house with a bullhorn. That's right. for Aaron Murphy <laughs> to come out.
2: You know, he lives right down the street, right? Yeah. Yes. uh. Even Every time better, time I drive, I... we don't even have
0: to go to Trenton. We can, <laughs> we can
2: just we be can drinking just, by your like, fireplace. We can walk. We can walk to his house. It only takes yeah. about forty-five minutes sober. Yeah. The state,
0: the state police might escort us back. We'll get back a little bit faster, but it's uh, um, <laughs> this. I, I was actually just thinking because you were talking earlier about fire pits. Uh, I, I think on
2: the last, yeah. Show oh, where, I'm pitting today. But I'm this, lighting the fire this, the minute we hang up.
0: This isn't a fire pit beer for me. I want an indoor fire for this.
3: Yeah, that's oh, where I okay. want to be
0: with this one. I don't want to be outside with this one. I want to be I want to be cozy. I don't want to have to walk through the elements to get back to someplace
2: warm. I okay, want to stay in that, someplace warm. But if we're doing that and I'm with on the you, couch. if we're doing that and Paul, this is me asking John to break all the rules because we try to lean away from food, especially cheese pairings, because they're kind of trite when you're talking about mm-hmm. the flavors in the glass stand yeah. alone. But if we're doing that, John, if we've lit a fire in the fireplace, if there's yeah. that lovely oak smell and it looks like Celestial Seasonings tea outside, yes. what snack are we eating with this beer? Like what bowl of shit are we crunching on? Because it can't uh, handle a pretzel. It's not a popcorn. There's nothing in the chip world. What's the... What's the so we've decided we're going to drink this beer all day around a fire and talk about politics and saving the world which is what we've been doing for the last hour what snack gets this where it needs to get not food snack bitter bone what did that bitter bone uh we've
0: been we've been been thinking uh we've been thinking about uh belgian beers and i I, i'm not getting belgian esters off of this or anything uh um uh, but it's usually what I eat when I'm in Belgium it's it's Dutch if I'm remembering correctly. Um, it is basically a roux with some stock of some kind, usually a meat based stock um, and then it's you know like meat and then you kind of roll it into like a meatball kind of thing. you bread it and then you fry it oh and it is it's just it's it's bitterballen it's uh and you can eat uh, it with your fingers yeah. Yeah, they're like they're like cocktail meatballs. They're like the Swedish. So like wait, so size. like a
2: Scottish egg, like a Scotch egg. That's...
0: No, but it's not a Scotch egg because no, but I not... get it.
2: But that's that's school. No, yeah,
0: it's it's a it's a fried breaded meatball with Got like it. a like a doughy meatball. Got it. What, if, what, about, what about you? you Paul? Yeah,
2: I you know what's your might be snack way here? I know you said
3: no cheese. You Can't be
2: way off. You can't be way
3: off. I, I, I say a, a nice warm brie on a on a, a slice of, like a slice of baguette. Mm. Um, um, you know, with this beer, for some reason, it would offset that's
0: the, okay.
3: the bitterness of that. I like
0: the pungency of that with some of the yeah. fruit. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. That's kind of right. where, where people put mouth. like
0: apricot purees. You can do like yep. a stewed yep. fruit with that. Yeah. I like that.
2: All right. So my last note before what's yours? Before so what, what's reveal. your, what's your snack? I don't have one. That's why I asked you guys. Come on. You know, you know, <laughs> this is all me just stealing ideas. Um, but I liked, I like what both of you said, um, for sure. I don't know that I would warm the cheese though, although I know that lets it be a little more pungent and stand up to the stewed fruit a little better, but I feel like, I feel like <clears throat> warming my tongue against the coldness of this beer would lose that last little thing we haven't talked about yet, which is, I don't think we've come up with a word for when there's like a tannic astringency, but that's definitely from a roasted malt, but there's that little thing, now that I've through most of the glass and bottle is there's like that little tightness of husk that kinda makes everything else around it work. Does that make sense? And I don't think we can ignore that because otherwise it would be a flabby beer. You know what I mean? No? Yes. All right, moving on. That's all right, pretty moving petty. on. Sorry.
3: Yeah that's way above my pay grade that. No. <laughs> right
2: uh, you, but you but you can write a law that says all beers must have it. <laughs> Please do that. <laughs> make, make that your thing. You're not allowed to go flabby without some counter like a husk stringency, New right. York state. Um that would be a good that would be a good Noted. rule. Yep. That would be a good rule. Um yeah, that's awesome. I guess we really are out of time. Is I know I, I know, I spent this whole episode
0: bitching about Jersey, which is not You wild did. Wild. I really wanted to talk about New York State some more, but that's... Well, go ahead. That's...
2: What's your question? Give Paul a good question. Put on your good question hat, the one you say for magnify. The, and the what? <laughs> remember when you yelled at him for saying you had good questions like eight years ago? No. I do. Anyway, okay. moving on. Put on... A, ask a good question.
0: No, I... I this would this is going to take too long but the overall role of the guilds has changed in over the last 5 or so years right i mean we we you still have the big national association but the state guilds by and large uh, you know jersey's kind of a little bit different um have oh. really taken on a um a, a much more important role is how i see it in in sort of shepherding in um individual, uh, you know, working with the legislature, but also sort of fostering, you know, a better community. Um, and states like yours and Iowa and Arizona, um, and, you know, there's, there's a whole bunch of others that have done some really good work in the last couple of years. Where do you see the work in the next couple of years aside from, you know, consumer outreach? Like where, where do the guilds go from here? The ones that are working?
3: Yeah, I think the, our main mission, um, and we're a very tight group, uh, John, as you all know, um, you know, we all know each other. We all talk a lot. And, and I think, you know, one thing COVID taught us pre-COVID, you know, we, we spent a lot of time raising money through beer festivals and, and doing that sort of traditional thing. And then when COVID hit, I think it was really why we, we learned why we exist, right? We, we exist to support the breweries in our states. Um, and and that's 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 my job. My job is I work for for everybody, every brewery in the state. There's five of us now that work for the New York State Brewers Association, and our sole job is to make sure we are the absolute resource and advocate for the brewing industry in our in our states. And, and we have to be. So whether that's legislative, whether it's getting information out to to brewers, uh, whether it's COVID or, or rules or fighting for you in, in our state houses, or or just being able to you know, with the CO2 is an example, you know, a brewery gets a call saying, you know, you got, you know, you got your last delivery. What do you do? Call us and 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 let us help you get through that. Right. That, so, so it's really, to me, it's sort of like, we kind of came into focus, um, might've been the one, the good thing that COVID, maybe one of the very few good things that COVID brought to the industry is that we all realize that our roles are, 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 are really there to support the brewers. Not that it wasn't before, but but we really, you know, we really, 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 really have to be there for everyone. Um, nights, weekends, holidays. Uh, it's really hard out there for Brewers as, as Augie has pointed out and, and every brewer. Um, and we as, an, as as state guilds, you know, not to sound too too mushy about it, but we're we're there for them. We have to be there for them. and and so all of my counterparts in the other states, you know, we all feel the same ways. How do we? How do we become the absolute best resource to support the breweries in our states to get you all through this to the next to the next issue that you're going to have, right. right? Because it's just it's so turbulent right now, and, and so just there's just one roadblock after another, and we have to be there for, for for the brewers of our states.
2: That's yeah. Well, that's that's too perfect to try to add to. So why don't we yeah. let cast cast who is casting? Thank you for that, man. That's that's. It's even though it's got nothing to do with my world, it's super fucking hopeful for all
3: of my friends. Can we come live in New Jersey, Augie? Can we or would they just throw us right the hell out because we're from New York? Like can we let, let me put it this way to you because people
2: often ask me that and want to get me doing this, but I think you realize since you know what your real role is, as you've just described, my inability to pretend there's anything not stupid about this really holds me back from adding any value to any discussion with anybody who isn't you know our podcast like i'm i'm such a broken man on the hope that i'm a bad guy to bring into that but yeah i'm sure i am sure there are thoughtful considerate people like scott wells and jeremy flounder lees and eric who runs our guild who would really love your insights and hope and i'm going to Tell them to reach out to you, but I the know, problem I, is, if I'm in any way, you know, if I'm in any way clouding that lens, all I say is, "And here's another thing we suck at." So nobody wants to hear that when they're trying to improve things. You know that. Yes. <laughs> you
3: never said what beer number four was. Either, oh yeah, what's beer, beer number, number
2: four? Oh <laughs> fuck, Jesus! It is, oh, God. it See, is. You tied it up. You tied it up so well. I was leaving it behind, but yeah, what is this Christmas ale?
0: Elizabeth and Ale from Harvey's. Um Elizabethan ale. It's the it's the it's beer barley they made wine. for the for the now deceased queen. Is that
2: right? Yeah. yeah.
0: God save the king.
2: Wait. Seven and a half percent. Is, it's they call it a barley wine?
1: I think so. I, this strong barley wine is reminiscent of the October ales, which were brewed in domestic brew houses during the 16th century.
2: Wow. And Amber was there in, in Queen color, wine, Wait, wait, wait. there a Queen Elizabeth finish? in the 16th century? I don't know. So the hus- huskiness is the barley wine thing, and I'm glad I caught that at the end because that's what makes it work. Um, yeah. I that's, it. that's fun. Wow. This is a good beer. Seven and a half percent, though. I wouldn't have called that a barley wine in a million years. All right. Anyway, got so it. it's, it's we called wear. what? It's called Elizabeth, Elizabethan. What? Yeah, ale. Harvey's
0: Elizabethan ale. Har- is
2: Harvey's so- like the Bristol Cream people?
0: Harvey's the the, the Harvey's is like, like one of the oldest breweries in the UK,
3: or I, I don't know, it's been around forever. I think the Queen initiated this brew. It says in 2013 she was there. Fuck. That's cool. That Her Majesty cool. the Queen, accompanied by <laughs> His Royal Highness, the Duke of Edinburgh, toured the brewery and initiated a brew, which was mashed in their presence. Wow. Uh, All right. Yeah. All right. I love loving this beer. And I was right. Didn't I say figgy
2: pudding or something preposterously St- British? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was thinking I like Gindy that Fives. you're just
0: kind of shoehorning um, it after the fact. That's fine. Hey, Cass. Yo.
2: I do definitely said steak and kidney pie fuck face.
0: You did say steak and <laughs> yeah, kidney pie. Yeah, do your casting.
2: You cast. didn't say
1: figgy pudding. <laughs> well, hold on. We gotta tell everybody okay. where, where where they Same can thing. find the New York State Brewers Association and things about that. Paul, where can they find you?
3: Oh, you can find us uh at think dot com is uh is where you can find a lot of information or uh New Right on. Oh
1: perfect. Well we
2: did perfect.
3: have a letter, yeah.
1: but I guess we can save it for for next, we've week. gone long, right? We have yeah, gone, long.
2: we went way over. Yeah, we'll,
1: we'll we'll save it, so we'll
2: save it for okay. next week.
1: But uh, hey, keep those letters coming. Steal this beer podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Patreons, thank you for all your donations, they uh do, do go a long way here, uh, and we appreciate it. Uh, follow us on Steal This Beer er- everywhere, right? face Libro, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. untapped. Steal This Beer, we run the internet. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm a big, big fan of this podcast. Don't forget. The don't forget the- yeah, thank hey, you, thanks, Paul. Paul. You thank much really? as, as much as I travel the state and cast, I've seen casts like like for the last two weeks all over the state of New York. Yeah, we got to listen to things in the car, and of course, I listen to this. You guys have a lot of. I'm super honored to be on it. You guys have a lot of great people on it, and um, yeah, you're too cool. kind. Thank you, sir. Well, that's that's much nicer than anybody ever says to us. So, thanks for that. <laughs> um, yeah,
2: man. Thanks for coming on. That's a.
3: John just texted me like to say that. Like that's
2: right. I was like, finally, John.
0: Augie's feeling a little low. If John you could if give him an something. ego boost, yeah, Augie's <laughs> yeah. ego uh, okay. needs a well, little bit Well,
2: no, the thing blowing. is, what's. There's nothing funnier about this show than the fact that when people do say nice things, I get super awkward and hang up. So I'm going to go. Get at of y'all.
3: I'm, I, I got to have a beer with you sometime, Augie. I've had a beer with John Hall and Cass and, and you know Justin. I need to. But Augie, I would love to have a beer with you sometime. Oh God, careful I'm, what you wish well, for.
2: Well, you're always welcome to come down here. I, str- I strongly suggest you could actually probably write it off on your taxes. November 3rd <laughs> is my birthday. And <laughs> if you and want a pillow of money year, like Augie,
0: he'll teach you how to write things off in year, <laughs>
2: Awesome. <laughs> every year one of your most important farm brewers, Evan Watson, comes down and rabbis me through a brew we call Planning Jersey, which is an homage to his uh, barn beer. Love And Evan John usually comes down and we record, yeah. So so I'm telling you, like a week from now or two weeks from now, on my birthday, there will be a New York state farm-licensed brewer making a New Jersey completely sourced farm beer in Jersey. And you're welcome to join us that day. And it will only help show you the insights of all the good things you've done to make that license a thing Evan can capitalize on. Anyway, mm-hmm. thanks, man. It's, 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 uh, it's really 3rd, good to have you. November 3rd, right? November 3rd. <laughs> it's, we usually we suggest if you want to catch me before the head injury, before they put the helmet <laughs> on me, you usually want to <laughs> before... get down here by like 11 a.m before concussion (laughs) protocol takes place Uh, yeah Yeah. you usually want to be down here before 11 a.m nobody nobody gets me in as much trouble as the viking that is evan watson so get here early
3: all right y'all thanks get
2: at us and we'll see you soon thanks